itinerary? This is like so, because the kids keep bothering me. But what day is it? What's What do we got going on? It's still in July. Well, because I'm not ready for August. Right. Right. What? <laughs> okay. <coughs> well, you just let me know when you're done, Kim, and um, and we'll start the show. You can start the show. I can talk and do... I'm a woman. Well, but I mean, everyone's going to hear... Hear what? All of the... Well, why won't the stuff come off? I might have to buy a new one. Uh, Kim okay. is cleaning off the whiteboard calendar. The kids wanted it done. I wanted a, a blackboard, but, you know, Kim was like, this is a white family house. Yes, yeah. I'm with you. Power <laughs> to the people. <laughs> Blackboards. Blackboard power. Blackboards matter. You're um, a great human being. Yeah, I mean, we try. You're very selfless. <laughs> um, hi, Kim Duke. Hey, Chris Duke. Um, well, I'm, I'm back from the brink of death. Oh, yeah, you were sick. I was super sick. Didn't want to admit it because I didn't want to freak Ollie out. <laughs> Um, we we went to Rochester recently. Yep, we went this weekend for the annual uh, pool party. I blacked out for like five hours. <laughs> you started yelling at me. You're like, you don't care about me. And then the next day, you're like, did you brush my teeth for me? And <laughs> you did. Thanks for taking care of me. <laughs> I I have not gotten that stupid drunk in a long time. But then I got I got drunk pretty quick. I think I. I didn't eat enough breakfast because I ended up falling asleep. See, I didn't eat enough food at the party party, and yeah. I drank all those strip and go nakeds and strip and go naked. Thankfully, I had all my clothes on when I finally unblacked out. The lights, the lights came back on. Yeah, it was when we ordered Chinese food. I have no idea oh how I did all that. That Chinese food was so fucking good. The wonton soup. Lots of swimming. Lots, Lots of swimming. Yeah. We're probably not going to be invited back next year after oh, the way I don't you know were. About that. What? I was a fucking hoot. Or me. I wasn't bad. No. I, I, what? I took care of myself when I puked. Sure. So anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but we got to see a bunch of people. We got to see the uh, Dewar clan and yeah. Mike Sparks' new baby. Yep. That cute fucking baby. Cute baby. Nice, nice, solid head on him. I like a, a baby with a good cranium. You yeah. feel like you could drop him and they'll they'll, they'll, they'll make right it back up. <laughs> gonna be just fine. Um, but all around, yeah, that was a pretty fun trip. Um, uh, Chris made me drive the whole time. That was awesome. I'm still recuperating from being tired. Yeah, that was pretty rad. I want to say at the at the top of this episode, um, August twentieth, the Spirited Craftsman Comedy Showcase at ten thousand drops. And cork and pints in Faribault. It's going to be a Fairbolt. good time. I know. Fairy Bolt. Well, they're not going to like your comedy at all. Well, I have my Midwest jokes. Uh, <laughs> people like certain types of Midwest jokes. And I can cater, uh, nay, dare I say, pander to the best of them. Now, <coughs> uh, I may I may be dying of the black lung. It so. You may not even make it to that show. Yeah, you're that's a good point. Um, but okay, so I, I have those shows, and then Nordic Brewery every Tuesday open mic. Just want to get that stuff at the top because some people only want to listen to fifteen minutes of the episode, and that's fine. And that's me. 
That's fine. We're going to talk for 15 minutes so that nobody listens to the host or the guest. (laughs) (laughs) Kim Duke, I'm excited. You know why? Why are you excited? Our episode with Ollie is going very well. And I committed to trying to talk more about mental health, which is what we said we were going to do when we started this show. And it turned into 90% comedy. Well, it's because we only have, well, yeah, only comedy people on here. Yeah, you should invite your friends. I don't have friends, so. <laughs> you should make some friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You should get naked because I love you. Mm. All right, uh, but that went very good. And in uh, that vein of storytellers and people that I find very interesting, we have um, the amazing uh, James Thompson on our show, Come Duke. You ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See? Thank you. Two things at once. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, What's up? Now, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, You started coming to the Nordic Open Mic which is rad. Um, you're actually the first person to be on the show not because of the Keller, I feel like, <laughs> as far as all these comics go. But First time there recently. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. What did you think? Of, that was not a good I crowd. I liked it, dude. <laughs> that was a bad night yeah. La- yeah. this last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, some of the mics, though, in Minneapolis, like, I had a great time. That's There's some mics in Minneapolis where you're performing for, like, five comics. Like, that oh, was yeah. so nice. And it still happens there. Uh, Pull that mic a little closer to your face. You can you can grab that and it and it it bends and it. So if you need to adjust it in any way that makes you feel more comfortable, there we go. You get in there. Um, Now, uh, are you from Minnesota, by the way? Oh yeah, you are from Minnesota. Where from? Uh, I was, I was raised in Maple Grove, and then we moved to Rogers when I was like twelve. And I've lived there since Rogers, oh. Minnesota. Okay. So you're in okay. Rogers? That's a good location. You're kind of mid up here, yes. mid city. Yes, it's so nice. That's perfect. Kim, what's that restaurant that we like there? Maynard's. Oh, Maynard's, dude. My parents love that fucking place. <laughs> but so you know what's funny. better than Maynard's? Devani's. <laughs> good sandwiches. Very good. Damn good sandwiches. They should sponsor you. They Come should on, sponsor us. What the fuck? Just that shit together, Devonis. We just gave you a free shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bleep your name out. I don't what know what, what, what else do they have in Rogers? They used to have that place with the good pie, the mini apple. Oh no. yeah. Oh, that's gone. Yeah, that yeah, is gone. Yeah. They also R. have R.I.P. Yeah, they also have a Wendy's, <laughs> which we're pretty big. That's fans. not a good thing. <laughs> did you Did you ever go to Showcase Skate Park? Do you remember hearing about no. that place? No, but my cousin skates. He might have gone to that. Cause, well, and I bring it up because they did concerts there, too. So it was like a skate park, but they would turn the half pipe into uh, like a like a stage. It was in Rogers? Yeah. Just outside, you know where Walgreens is at? That, like, yes. that back road? I live very... Cl- I work very close to that. Yeah, so if you go back like that, that way... Like that industrial area? Oh, like next to where the golf, mini golf thing is? On the way to it. Okay. On the way to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before the bridge, you know, you go over the bridge and then you can see the golf and all those things. Yeah. They swan was What are you like, doing? What is the wrong? What is this? Is this Nordic, Russian? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know what accent you <laughs> I don't know any accent. No, it's like, you know, it's a guy you went to school with. It's a guy. Now it's, it's a, a guy. soprano. No, it's, it's, it's just a guy. <laughs> you know, he's fine. 
So I like him. He's cool. But yeah, enough enough small town. We just gave people a tour of Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Don't come to Rogers. Go to Minneapolis if you're going to go anywhere in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know about that. Grammarie is pretty fucking rad. Yeah, I was going to say, Grammarie is really rad. I don't know that place. Maybe it is. It's dope. pretty north. It's, north. it's like an hour north of Duluth, isn't it? 45 minutes. Grammarie? Grand Marie, yeah. Grand Sounds Marais. like a person. Yeah. Grand Ray, good dude. Yeah. <laughs> cool. where, I don't know. Grant Murray? Are you talking about Grant Murray, that fucking guy <laughs> with the high school? That piece of shit. He's in school for showing his dingle dongle to, <laughs> to kids. The bus stop. Why would they send you to school if you did that? No, they sent he's in the prison. Did I oh, say sent him to school? Sent to yeah, school. I'm a fucking idiot. Why They're like, you? hey, you want to keep doing this? Yeah, We're really. Him to school. <laughs> he's getting his master's degree and <laughs> flashing. Anyways, now you uh, you do the comedies. Yeah, I do. When did you start doing said comedies? I would say like I've lost track of when I started because my phone broke and that had like all my dates and stuff in it, mm. my recordings. So I got a new phone. I I started like three years ago. Oh, okay. Around there, and my first time was at Acme. I remember it going well. But it was my first time. Maybe yeah, yeah. if I look at it now, I wouldn't think it went well. Right, right. Um, I started fun. because of podcasts. Really? Like, I was listening to podcasts. And well, actually, you know what? I'll tell you how I first even decided to do comedy. I was at St. Cloud State University. I was in a film class. <clears throat> and they had us just make some short film by the end of the semester. Okay. And I made this short film. It was just a fake documentary where someone is interviewing a man who has a fear of milk. It was <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but so I basically just riffed this thing with my friend. And then at the end of the semester, we had to show it to the class. And when we showed it to the class and people were laughing, I got such a fucking rush, dude. I was like, I, I was like, I love this feeling. I want to feel this some more. And I was talking to a friend. He was like, you ever tried stand up? I was like, no, it's too scary. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> but then I was listening to podcasts and I would hear comedians and I'm like, I'm like these fucking people. I'm just like these people. I should do this. And then took me a while, like a year or something, but I did it. Where was the first place you did it? Acme. Oh, okay. That's what, I then, thought that's what you said. I think the second place was like Grumpy's or something. Ooh. Which, uh, Pol polar Grumpies. opposites. I love it, man. <laughs> it, it, it gave me my balls, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can handle anything up there because of that place. Oh, that's great, man. I love um, Grumpy's. Good. I'm sure Grumpy's... Uh, if if he were still here with us, <laughs> would say that, that he cartoon loves you too. motherfucker. <laughs> who was that cartoon on that picture? I don't know. I think he was just an angry old drunk who beat his <laughs> well, kids. The cigar. <laughs> Come to Grumpy's. I sold my kids so I could have this bar. <laughs> um, you should do that. I should sorry, do that. No. I, I, black market is. <laughs> you could own Nordic. You, I could. Oh my god! What am I doing with my life? <laughs> Um, my biggest regret in life is selling my kids. My second biggest regret <laughs> is not selling them sooner. Yeah. So I could own that, own that bar. Own that brewery, I guess. 
Um, okay, so now, so interesting to me is that, so you've been doing it for three years, mm-hmm. more, more or less, and when... Maybe I, three and a half. I was going to say... When I'm not I, completely sure. Either way, not, not that long, not yeah. super long, mm-hmm. and when I posted a, a picture of you from, from one of the Nordic mics, I noticed all of these city dudes mm-hmm. were, were getting hyped, like... And mm-hmm. dudes that, you know, are, are doing pretty good. And um, then I was like, oh, wh- I wonder why peeps are so psyched on this dude. And then week after week, you just kept telling all these amazing stories. And I was like, I get it. So you have this vibe of Thank like um, gather round children <laughs> about to tell you some some fucked up shit. Dude, and- it, it's therapy for me. It's, it's totally fucking therapy. Like I... I I really, my whole thing is I just try to take the shit I'm embarrassed about, the shit I hate about myself, and just find the funny in it and say these things to people to get laughter back. It's like, okay, I guess I feel better about making those mistakes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pull that bitch closer to your mouth. I'm so bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) Should I just fucking do this? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it sounds amazing. Okay. I'm into it. Um, almost as much as I'm into Kim Duke. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to figure out tomorrow. Sorry. I'm oh, okay. sorry. I just wanted to make sure you were still here. Well, and you gave me the hardest chair. So I'm super uncomfortable you right could, now. You, you normally grab the computer chair. You, know, I you, you didn't set it up that. for me though. I thought that would. Oh, I see. Would you mind moving your phone over that way? I'm sorry. This thing picks up like signals and shit. That should be fine. Oh. Yeah. If you could put it on top of the mic. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, 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 it's still, what is it? Bottom like the tech sound? Did it? Did it? Is that what you're it's like about? a, it's a, it's like a staticky, okay, kind of thing. But yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna cut all that shit out, anyways. Now back to you and the comedies mm-hmm. and like people like Corey Adam. Yeah, told me he's Love a Corey. big fan of you. Corey's great. He has he runs the best goddamn club. In the world, Sisyphus, shout out. Love that place. Fuck yeah. So good, man. I'm, I'm dying, dying to get there. I was gonna, I was thinking about going tomorrow night. Is it night. called Sister's Fist? <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Duke, you got jokes. Hey, I had one. <laughs> Sister's Fist. Uh, Are you gonna do the contest? I, I tried messaging him about it, and I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I'm not signed up for anything. Oh, okay. Currently, so I don't know what. What happened there, but it's fine. Contest is so sick. It's starting. Oh, it started. Yeah. Best, I don't know what's called. New Minneapolis, best Minneapolis comic or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I was going to go tomorrow, but then I saw. That, oh, okay. Uh, my my date, by the way, people listening, is yes. August 29th. Come and see me. Only laugh at me so I can win. Thank you. <laughs> Now, I was going to say, have they done this contest before? Yes. This is, I think, the third year or the fourth year. So what does I, the I, winner get? What? What does the winner get? Like a thousand bucks or something. I Fuck. don't know. I'm funnier but than yeah, all I y'all. I actually made it to the finals of the House of Comedy contest when I Ooh. like the first or second year of comedy. And I lost in the last one. But man, that was fun. Doing that. Did you lose to Randy on Carlo? No, I lost to Shelly Paul, I think. Mm. Okay. I'm pretty sure Shelly who won. Word. Yes, yeah, because I remember her 
holding the check. It was Shelly Paul, who's oh. also funny and awesome. Love you, Shelly. Fantastic. You know Shelly? I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't recognize the name. You like her? She's cool. Um. Well, word. That's fantastic. Now, this uh, this this contest. Um, well, people like Ollie's in it. He's, He's in doing the contest. it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he win? I thought he won. Well, that's I what the, talk. I don't Matt Field was telling me that you can win and just it doesn't oh. matter. You could be anybody okay. and go and get in on the contest. So it's like He's I want to do it, but at the same time, I'd rather just. So I'm talking to Corey about when the semifinals start. Then I'd be going every Thursday to uh, ouch. like a guest spot. No, 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 pictures. no. To take pictures, yeah. Because mm. um, I was I was gonna offer to go tomorrow night, but again, you know. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you need a I mellow. Wanna, I want to get into the into the the good shit. Okay, whatever. Kay. Let's talk about it now. If there's anything that you're not comfortable talking about, you can just say, "Nah, no thanks." Okay, and I'll there just cut it out. There's one thing that if we approach it, I might say something, but well, here we probably on. won't. Oh, well, all right. So I'd yeah. it'd be a wild guess. So. Yeah, if okay. it happens, I'll. It's it's not that I care about people hearing this or talking about it but yeah. there's certain things my family doesn't know mm. that i don't want them to know yet you don't want them to know that bill bill cosby touched you <laughs> it's that parking ticket no. you just got right it is that parking <laughs> ticket you guys know me too well well it's what he had to do to get out of the parking ticket <laughs> <laughs> no but so now growing up in rogers were you yes. going to the cities a lot like once he you grew up in maple grove moved to rogers yeah how long were you in maple grove for Till I was like 12. Yeah, okay, I was and then Roger. Oh, I don't even know how old you are. I'm 29. Okay. Oh, you're closer to us then. Yeah, yeah. You look the other 50, ones, but... The other ones are freaking... <laughs> yeah, thank you. The other ones are babies. It's this shit. <laughs> Bourbon. Yeah, no kidding. I feel like the paint's going to peel off of the walls here. <laughs> um, but so, you know, th- so that was my question was... Um, when you got, because when kids get old enough, we start to go to other towns. Was Minneapolis where you were going? Like, where would you guys go to get the fuck out of Rogers? Uh, honestly, well, I guess Maple Grove. Like when I was a teenager oh and yeah, I was living yeah. in Rogers, all the partying was in like Maple Grove. Although sometimes we would go up to St. Cloud to party. We uh-huh. had older siblings who were going there who would, th- you know, mm-hmm. provide us with alcohol. Illegally, those sons of bitches. <laughs> That's when the addiction to the bourbon started. <laughs> no. That's eventually a heroin addiction. Alcohol oh. was never Yeah, an this is the, I'm trying to I'm trying to tiptoe to figure out because you seem like such a mellow dude uh-huh. where where, you know, drug addiction came into play oh, for you. Okay. So I don't want to cast dispersions on people. I love my fucking parents with all my heart. Mm. But they were very religious, and I think they also thought that hitting kids, you know, spanking and hitting was, like, the way to raise people. Yep. So I get along with them fine now. I love them. But I just think that I had a weird relationship with my parents where I would, I would like, I would love them so much. And then they'd hit me, and I'd feel betrayed, and I would be very mad at them. Uh, and then I'd love them again right after. I think I just have a weird, like, I I don't know, man. I think that's fucked me up emotionally, you know? Mm-hmm. Kim Duke? Are you familiar with this? <laughs> this no, my this dad just cycle? hated me. 
do well, you mean? Well, we we we've had you know we've we've had people on the show that have have gone through a similar yeah kind of turmoil. I my my thing was is always trying to impress my dad, and I kept trying to do things to get that approval from him, and it never was good enough. I don't I know sort what of it, had that. Yeah, but it was more with religion. Like I okay. always. I always wanted to feel what I saw all these people feeling in my church like this. Oh, God has touched me. You know, we feel his presence, all that shit. And I never felt that. So I was like, what's wrong with me? Why Mm. wouldn't I feel this? And it eventually got to the point where I was like, let's try drugs. Maybe that will feel what maybe I'll finally achieve what I've seen all these people achieving emotionally. And then, you know, eventually led to. Pills and pills led to heroin. Okay, I feel like we're we're, we're skipping a lot of things. Okay, where so did it start with? What I was gonna say. So you know, you're you're looking for that that feeling of meaning, and you know, it sounds like kind of wanting to belong because with purpose mm-hmm. you feel um, uh, accomplished, or like you yeah. have you're going somewhere. If you feel like you have a purpose. A lot of religious people think my purpose is to bring the word of God to others and, yeah. and make their lives better and this and that. That's That was definitely a problem, too, where I wasn't feeling all this. Mm-hmm. Like, they would say all this stuff in church. I would agree with, like, 25% of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, how am I a part of this group if I disagree with almost a lot of the stuff you're saying? Yeah. So I, d- I think I just was looking for an identity. And I also, I always felt like an outcast, too. So, like, one of the ways to get in with kids is they'll, like, drink alcohol with you or smoke weed with you. Yep. And then you finally feel like you're part of the group, too. So, and I also think specifically with uh, painkillers, there's no science behind this. This is just something I've been thinking about for a couple of years, is that when I was really young, I had a disease in my ear, uh, cholesteatoma, it, like, destroyed my inner ear. And I had to have like four or five surgeries at a pretty young age. Oh, wow. And I've always wondered if maybe, because I have these great memories of like sitting in my, like a, a you know, pull out bed on, oh, a, okay. on a couch and my parents just being like, here you go, here's video games, here's blah, 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 because I, you know, my ear was cut open and I didn't have to, I wasn't allowed to move for like, I don't know, like weeks or something. So I would have to find things to entertain myself without physically moving. And it it was like, honestly, it was great. Like I felt great because they gave me the fucking codeine. So I'm taking codeine every day and they're showering me with stuff. It was a great time. And I wonder if mentally I subconsciously was like whenever I felt opiates, I went back to that like good moment in my past. Wow. That's really, that's really deep. That's deep, yeah. That's I a, don't know if it's true. I, th- that's not a bad. No. I mean, like that. That that makes sense. That's not a crazy. Yeah, I that made me think of like you know when when uh, when Landon would be sick and and uh, we turned our our living room into just one giant bed. We moved all the mattresses into the living room and put blankets over it, and he just watched He Man for two days straight. <laughs> so I fun. get that. I get exactly what you're you're saying because he felt completely. Taken care of, and absolutely, and engulfed in love, and that, and that's, yeah, wow, that's. Do you think Landon's gonna be addicted to heroin? (laughs) Well, I think we fucked him up. We loved him too much. No, oh, okay, (laughs) no, no. I was like, no, but that makes sense with the the medications, though. Yeah, absolutely. No, 
You might be addicted to like working out and get buff like he man though. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There you go. He'll be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> I have the power of gray school. <laughs> so it started with just drinking, smoking weed to like fit in and all that. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then uh I I guess I've sort of joked about this on stage, but my first experience with painkillers was a friend of mine, I won't name him, good guy, love him told me that Vicodin is great. Mm. So I was like, okay, if I ever come across that, I'm going to try it. And I was at my grandma's house in Michigan, and I found a jar of Vicodin. Mm. So oh. I was like, I should try this. I should take some. And I took a bunch, and then that was my first time doing painkillers and being like, this is fucking awesome. I don't want to stop this. I remember you remember the Fallout 3 game? You ever yeah. play a game? <laughs> I remember playing Fallout 3 taking Vicodin and being like, this is the best I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so fun. This game is great. I feel great. And that's for sure when it started. Like that See, was like, and that ties back into what you were saying about your, your parents yes, bringing video the games, games and stuff. Yes, for sure. They gave me a Game Boy and Zelda seasons. Oh, that, 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 I, oh man. I vibe with that so much. Like, <laughs> associating... Getting fucked up and doing fun things. Yes. With like, yeah. Like, dude, I, right now, I'm not going to say specifically when, but I've only been sober of heroin for a certain amount of time. Okay. You've only known me sober of Mm -hmm. that. I shouldn't say sober. I don't do opiates anymore. I I don't, I shouldn't say sober because I still drink and smoke weed sometimes. Hey, real quick. Only, um, I thank you for saying that because it kind of drives us nuts <laughs> when people say I'm sober, but they're still smoking weed yes. and doing other shit. It's like, you're just not drinking. I, I don't believe people in AA and shit are going to get mad at me about this, but I don't believe you should quit every substance if you have a problem. You should only quit the substances that you have a problem with. Now, there's people who have a problem with alcohol, and if they smoke weed, they'll end up drinking alcohol. So don't mm-hmm. smoke weed. But I, a lot of us don't have that. We can drink alcohol, and then we won't. We'll, we can, you know, not get so fucked up that we'll decide to order heroin from our old dealer. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah, I guess I've, I've had, I have had, a handful of friends who were alcoholics, m- multiple DWIs and DUIs, and. They were like, they stopped drinking, but they smoke weed, and they're a thousand times better people. Yes. I don't, I don't want to, I'll bleep this out, but a friend of ours stopped uh, drinking and turned his life around, smokes weed, but is a an incredible photographer and just has become a this better is about human you, being. Right? Yeah, yeah, I wish. <laughs> No, I just. We're babies. We can't even smoke weed anymore. <coughs> oh, really? Yeah. Why? I can't handle it. Yeah, I don't what know. What do you do? <clears throat> well, I don't know. It makes me anxious. I'm one of the, one of the rare people mm-hmm. that gets more anxious. I I barely smoke weed too, and it's because I get so introspective and judgmental to the point where it's not fun. Mm. Oh, I do. Okay. See, I don't get the relaxed and yeah. chill. Like yes. I start My, getting really, I know people who are like them. Like I envy that. I, I know just relaxing, yep. but nope. it's so hard for me to do that with that. Yeah. And then we did edibles 
and oh, I think that fucked it up are too. Crazy. Yeah. So we were like sick, vomiting, hallucinating, yeah. and then yeah, then I tried smoking after that, and it, like I just get like very anxious, like I can feel my heart racing, and then yes. of course being a nurse, I'm like, oh my gosh, is this gonna happen to me? Is this like so? Then I <laughs> overanalyze shit in my head, like I'm gonna die. That knowledge of medicine is yep. fucking you up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. Stop being so smart. I know. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to not be you're, that person. You're, you're cursed with knowledge. <laughs> like Tessa. like after we had these edibles, I thought my tongue was swelling up and I'm like, I'm having an allergic reaction. It's anaphylactic oh, shock. I'm going to oh, die. Right. So the whole time I thought I was dying, like literally thought my tongue was swelling. That's terrifying. I know. God damn. And Chris like, you're fine. You're fine. See, my, uh, I, I'm not that bad. <laughs> I smoke weed and I just think about how I should try to fix things in my life. And sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes it is. So I usually just smoke weed if I'm watching like a Tarantino movie because that would be way funner. But if yeah. I'm like sitting alone, I'll start thinking about like, James, this is a problem in your life. You should fix it. The problem is I think about that when I'm sober. It's just worse when I'm high. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I don't. It's smoke. amplified. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, th- there's almost kind of an echo when you're high and you have those thoughts. Like it, it feels like it's going and bouncing off of a wall and coming back. Like it yeah. doesn't, it's not just a thought where sometimes it's fleeting. Yes. <coughs> it stays with you. I know what you yeah, mean yeah. for sure. Um, now, let's get back to, to the good drugs. Okay. <laughs> so. You know, you, you, you try, you get into the opiate game, which that's Sorry, Grandma, scary. I love you. Sorry about that. That's Thank scary you. shit. And did it turn into, like, did you have feelings of it doesn't matter? Or was it not as depressing as, as it sometimes seems for other people? That makes what sense. What do you mean? So, like, some people are trying to mask pain. Or they've Whether had trauma in their or, life, yeah. or they have mental like illness where they're like obviously you know people. Was it like that, or were you just yeah. having a good? It time? was. It was. I would say it was both. I would say it was me trying to have fun, and it was also me like not being mentally happy, not feeling mentally fulfilled. So then you feel you numb. Yes. Yeah. It was for sure. It definitely became that. It it became like. I, I'm sick of feeling things. I just want to feel good. I just, I'm sick of feeling negative things. I just mm. want to feel good. And then I can just go through life feeling good. That's what it became for sure. Mm-hmm. Became a treatment for like, you know, anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Self-medication. Can you, can you pause it for a minute? Uh, this is the part of the podcast where we kind of forget what we were talking <laughs> about, but kind of remember at the same time. Uh, we're going to get back to... Uh, James, oh man, I'm going to call this, I got it. I'm going to Photoshop you onto Jane's Addiction Ah. and call this episode James Addiction. Dude, I love it. I liked Jane's Addiction growing up. They were good. They were good for sure. Jane says. (laughs) Good song. Oh man. (laughs) Have you seen my wig around? (laughs) Do you know Jane's Addiction, Kim Duke? I've heard of him. Yeah. They also, the lead singer was in Porno for Pyros. Porno for Pyros. Porno for Pyros. Remember that? Yikes. I'd like to be a pyrotechnician (laughs) for pornos. That'd be so funny. To be like, somebody's like, what do you do for a living? Sweet. Pyrotechnic for pornos. A lot of pubic hair would get burned. (laughs) (laughs) I get. (laughs) Anyways, okay. So, um, so you're. Did it, at what 
you know, so you're 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 doing pills now. Did you do anything? Uh, you know that you didn't that you look back on now. That I regret t- to get the to get pills. Like, were you stealing them Not, from people? Well, yes. or? I, well, I was stealing pills from my grandma. Okay. I did that for a while. Uh, so I do regret that. But honestly, with so pills... So you go out to Michigan and take your grandma's pe- pills and then go home? Yes. But it, we'd go there like once a year or twice a year. So I'd stock up when I was there. Oh. <laughs> and grandma's like Costco for pills. Yes, oh. exactly. Oh, no. I feel so bad. I love you, grandma. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know... I'm good now, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, like, I didn't know. I don't know the extent of what you've gone through. I know, like, surface level kind of um, where you were at, but not in depth as to... <laughs> well, somebody that I knew. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that I knew um, was addicted to to Valium. Okay. And uh, I watched them crush up uh, and snort three lines before going to work. Dude, every pill needs to be crushed. That's that's the world I come from, dude. You don't take a pill by popping it. You snort it. Don't give people advice. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying like... I, I'm seriously since I started doing pills, I was always taught to from friends and stuff to just crush and snort it. Like that's every that's what you did with every pill that you came across. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, so good his, people. his good people. dark point was uh he was on his couch and had roped up and mm-hmm. was about to shoot up and I didn't I mean, I guess I was about to say no. You could shoot Valium, but actually, oh no, no, no. He you can shoot he, any pill. He made. He was about to make the switch to heroin. Oh, okay. And was needle was That's almost an in his arm. Switch. And uh, he he asked for help and 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 luckily got help. But he was he like literally was. Was he taking painkillers? Yeah. Just La- you know, Valium isn't a painkiller. Are you sure it's Valium? No, he, yeah, he, he started do, with Valium. Yeah, he would and do then Valium. He went to painkillers. I don't know the other. I think pills he took he whatever taking, he could get his hands okay. on. Valium was one of his favorite things to do. Okay. Is, is Valium more like a benzo? It's a benzodiazepine. I don't know what Valium's called. Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. Look at you. Diaz- I did. Diazepam is the other name for I, it. Honestly, heroin was the drug I was the most addicted to. It was the closest I came to like dying. But the drug that caused the most like fucked up shit in my life was benzos. Benzos. I I only would do them every once in a while. When I do them, I do a lot and I'd get fucked up and I'd black out and mm-hmm. I'd do shit I regret, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like So is Xanax like a Yep, yes. it's a benzodiazepine. Okay. Yep. Xanax so Xanax, Ativan, Valium, Clonopin. You've as a nurse, if you've heard of this drug. Because this is the drug I did. Have you ever heard of phenazepam or phenazepam? It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So is that? F- it was a. It's a research chemical, or it was when phenazepam. I. <laughs> got Whoa. <laughs> What's the other? N- I gotta look up the other name for it because they always have two names. Okay. This so is actually Kim, one of Kim's favorite things: is trying to figure out what what drugs, drugs somebody's talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. 
This drug was made by the greatest country in the world, Russia. Russia? Oh, I yes. you say Korea. I've never heard of it. No. These I love Russians. They're fucking nuts. <laughs> so they make this benzo that's stronger than any benzo you could it's ever get powerful, in the States. It's a powerful that acts like a tranquilizer. Yes. It's crazy. Or it's called bonsai. <laughs> bonsai. I didn't know that. Thank you for that. Yeah, you can use that. that. Now use that in a bit. Yeah, I might use I might use that in my set. So I, me and my friend, shout out. I love you, Tyler. Great dude. We were like, we're in going to school in St. Cloud, right? Yes. Yes. This was during the summer. And we were drug addicts looking to do whatever drugs we could. And we liked benzos. And so we found this research chemical because they're researching the chemical, I guess. I don't even know what that means. So they're testing out. So yeah, you weren't like in say, a controlled group or anything. No, no, like, no, no. were we you getting it from some oh. online? I've, I, oh, I had. Oh no, good you can't buy drugs <laughs> online. They're never good. I had a good like two years of my life where I was buying drugs online. Maybe one and a half. And you know they say that there's certain things, but you never know what's what? in them. Okay, have you I'm ever sorry. heard of the Silk Road? Have you ever heard of the Silk Road? Mm-mm. Really? Okay, so the Silk Road was a very famous online drug market on the deep web jesus and me and my friend bought drugs from there for at least our whole year of college we do you remember when a guy named dread pirate robert got arrested in a san francisco library he was like a big hacker guy oh mm. Mm. so he was he made the silk rope and he got arrested for that which we can go down all sorts of conspiracy theories but the guy got arrested for owning a website where people can purchase drugs. There wasn't children on there. I'm proud to say this website <laughs> I went to, you cannot buy children. Oh <laughs> but there was like drugs, like like tools to help you scam people, like card skimmers and shit oh, like wow. that. And there was all sorts of like crazy things. Well, you know, the argument there is like saying you owned the deed to the trap house, but yes. you weren't selling out of the yes. trap house. Like, Yeah, <laughs> I actually do. The only way they got him was that they claimed that he hired some undercover hitman to commit a hit. Ooh. But I've heard like it's very possible. A that drug that lord bullshit. hiring a hitman? Unheard well, of. He wasn't a drug lord. Well, he just owned but the website. Kinda. Actually, wait, maybe he was. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just know that there's a lot of theories that I think it was bullshit that he, they just wanted to get him arrested and that they made that up. Mm. That okay. might not be true. So you're buying bonsai plants off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you grow bonsai. You pour yeah, finazepam. Yeah. You're trimming the leaves of it <laughs> and snorting them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you... We're reading that this is a super potent thing. And, Sounds like it. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so we'll just do like little lines. <laughs> like centimeter lines. Still too much. We should have cut it with something. Like it was so strong. So we're doing it this first night. And we're, we're doing it at this random guy's apartment. I don't know this guy. And this guy wants some because we're doing it at his apartment. And so... I end up leaving and getting a DUI, but before we get to that, I see that guy. I, that's the only time I've ever seen him, right? So later when I'm in court for my DUI, I oh, the, and his girlfriend's there too. His girlfriend's at the apartment. Keep going. So later when I'm in court, 
I see. Am I touching this too much? A little bit. Okay. So <laughs> when I when I'm in court, I see this guy and his girlfriend there, and they're there like the same day as me for something. And I know that she like seemed to be like worried about him and defending him. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he did that shit and did some fucked up to his girlfriend. Uh, oh, so you're thinking like oh, same night, like something like domestic, yes, something. something like that? Because I've only seen him those two days, and I know what happened that night. I know what, he probably went as crazy as me and my friend did. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know his name. Thank <clears throat> God. <laughs> Do you? So I I've, I've been curious. I've been trying to figure out how to. Frame this question. Well, wait. Let's let him finish the story. So then you drove, oh, obviously, sorry. after you did the. Well, this is a very long story. <laughs> it's crazy. So I get a DUI, and I go to jail. Don't remember being in jail like at all. I was there for like I don't even know how many days. Was the My research chemical the only thing you did that night, or was there? Well, here's the thing. I might have smoked weed, so that's why I did not fight the DUI because they might have had weed in my like. As my thing, because mm. I was going to fight that DUI because this drug was technically legal. Like it. Oh, I see. Yeah, but then I realized if I end up fighting this and they have my my urine as having marijuana in it, right, I can't. Right, right, right. So I didn't fight it. Uh, but before we go there, I so the I did this drug for like a week. It's it's so fucking insane what I did. So my car obviously got towed or whatever Impounded, you know? yeah. so i didn't have a car so my parents picked me up i didn't tell them what happened i forget what's oh i told them that i was parking the car in a place where i'm supposed to park it uh-huh. and they told me so i end up getting my car driving home and i find in my car there i had a backpack in my car and i had a little box that i put drugs in and i found that they never found my drug like it was still there in this box so I end up, of course, doing more because I'm a hopeless piece of shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I keep doing more every day, losing my mind. My parents said that I would wake up like in a hallway. Like I, in all the drugs I've done, I've never done stuff like that. Like wake up in a hallway. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm losing my mind. I don't understand what's happening, really. I'm crazy. I was hitting myself with like hard like weights and stuff to like... Uh, be able to go to a doctor and say I have pain. I need painkillers. Oh fuck! Like it, it's it's so weird how when I was on this drug, all I cared about was painkillers. Like even more than when I'm sober. Like it just amplified my drug addiction. It was so bizarre. So I was doing all. I was just a hopeless, bad person. I feel so sorry for my parents having to deal with all this shit. And shout out to mom and dad. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I eventually I, I would. Like, my parents were trying so hard to keep me from getting pills and heroin. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I, well, I was, oh, wait, wait, wait. So, you were doing heroin No, and I wanted to do it. Oh, I... I, I, I well, I had done heroin. But at this time... That's one of the reasons why I bought that drug was because I couldn't find painkillers and heroin. So, I was like, let's... Me and my buddy like, let's order this. This is sort of like opiates. So, I... There was... There's so much to this. I'm trying not to go on too long. No, no, no. That's it's it's fascinating to me because I I I that's that that feeling of not recognizing yourself is so interesting that's to scary, me. Man. I I have never ex- I've never experienced it on that level, but you think about, you know, when you get too drunk and you yell at somebody for something that 
you don't even remember the next day or yeah. like um I'm not doing that to you. We've both <laughs> no, done it. Relax. I do that to but you. But I'm saying like trying to but when you're on cuz I remember, you know, doing like shrooms and and doing coke and shrooms feeling, are good for you, coke is not. Keep going. Yeah. But I'm a that that feeling Just of I'm a doctor. Like not, not recognizing yourself, but you still are like it's so weird to think that another version of yourself existed mm. and in such an extreme way. Does that make sense? Like, yes, that's what I, so that's what I've been trying to frame is like, how do you, you know, do you, you recognize that story? Person? I know. Well, no, but so that, that, that person. And when you were going through that, because you skimmed over doing heroin for the first time and went straight to this other drug. Oh, okay. And so I'm wondering like that, do you recognize that person who was constantly looking for a high and kind of the rationalities that you would create to do those things? Does that, does that make sense? Um, sort of. So, well, I'll tell you about the first time I did heroin. Uh, Bring that mic closer to your face. First. A, a good friend of mine <laughs> who I've already sort of mentioned without saying his name. It's definitely not Tyler. No, it's not Tyler. Okay. I love Tyler. <laughs> I would totally throw him out of the bus. If it <laughs> um, so another friend of mine who I love to death. This this is the same person who told me Vicodin was great. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He was going to another school, and he had a roommate who was a great dude who basically offered me and another friend heroin. He was like, you guys like painkillers? If you want to try heroin, it's on the table. This wasn't a dealer. He wasn't trying to get us addicted. He was just being nice and being like, I'm also addicted to drugs. Here's some drugs in my like. So I snorted heroin for the first time at a school. I got to stop touching snorted the table. Snorted heroin? Yeah. That's the first time I did. Damn. I really? I thought. I, that's I how just, most people try heroin is it for the really? first time. Yeah. I thought that's what killed people was when you're snorting heroin. No. Dude, shooting's way dangerous. Way more dangerous. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You know that. what? You know what actually kills people the most with heroin? You might know this because you're a nurse. When you shoot heroin and then you drink alcohol, when you mix heroin and alcohol, it's like a recipe for because they're both depressants. Yeah. Yes. And they slow your down your heart. Yeah. Slow down your heart rate and your respiratory rate. And so, so when I was there and I snorted heroin the first time, I was just like, "This feels nice," but it actually wasn't that great. Because mm. compared to painkillers, I guess I didn't get enough heroin. Because I was like, this is fine, but I wasn't super impressed with it. So I didn't do heroin again for a while. Wow. So the first time I was like really into heroin was what, when I knew a dude who could get me black tar heroin. So th- I snorted white china. Oh, I see. I didn't even know there were different versions of heroin. So, so there's black tar, which is like a mucusy, thick black thing. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, it's named after tar. So... And you you have to make that into a liquid to do it. Oh my god! Wow, the shit I'm about to say. Um, the first time I did black tar heroin, I gotta stop touching this table. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I turned it into a liquid, but I didn't want to shoot up yet. So I would take. Have you ever had your wisdom teeth taken out? Mm-mm. No, have you? I've had teeth taken out. I've had one wisdom tooth taken out, but I wasn't put under or anything for it. 
Well, no, no. Have you have you ever been a, given like this weird syringe that doesn't have a needle on the end that you squirt into your mouth? Oh, yeah. Yes. So I had one of those, and I would make black tar heroin like I was gonna shoot it up, but I I squirt in my nose. Oh. So this hot liquid going down my nose, and I'd have to stand like I have to sit like this for like for those listening. I'm holding my head up like I'm looking at God. <laughs> and I'd I'd have it go into my whatever nasal system yeah, yeah. for however long I had to, and that's how I first was doing uh heroin regularly. Wow. <laughs> that is the gnarliest shit I've ever uh, heard. Dude, it's uh, looking back and I can't fucking believe I did it. Jesus. Um So What was I saying about heroin? So that was so the oh oh yeah so black tar, and then eventually I was doing China and the last time I was doing heroin it was tar though that was when I ended up finding a person. <laughs> I just love shouting out people. Love you, buddy. Thank you for the heroin. You're a good dude. Uh, <laughs> he provided me with black tar for really cheap. Great guy. <laughs> but that's the that's the last time I did it. Did you find that there were people that wanted to do it when there were other people around more so than keeping it to themselves? Like, did it seem like a drug that you wanted to be around others to do? No. No. You'd you'd be around people. Oh, I like being on it around people. But the way the system works with people on heroin is like, we all get together to buy it. Ah. And then it's like... Thanks, bud. Peace out. I'm going to go do this. Like, you, you all kind of separate. It's like showing up at the docks. Yes. And then you split. Wow. Oh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Oh, it's it's like a famous, like, yeah, arms I don't know. dealers. I just nod a lot because I'm like, I don't know. Arms dealers and shit like that. Oh. oh. Dude, I, I got a story for you about arms dealing. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is so amazing. I, the biggest crime I've ever actually. Oh wait, can we do a? Uh, we we're gonna up. talk about our sponsor real quick. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Red Lobster. <laughs> oh God, I wish. Get some Cheddar Bay biscuits. What are they called? Cheddar Bay biscuits. Cheddar Bay biscuits. Uh, right now, every Tuesday night for four ninety nine, you can get seventeen Cheddar Bay biscuits. <laughs> Shut up. That's Sorry. really funny. I just needed a mental break for a second. <laughs> What's it called? When you commit a crime, but you don't want to talk about it oh, until the yeah. time's over. Yes, yes, yeah. I fuck. I know what you're talking about. Um, I'd be able to think of it, but I had a couple of drinks, so I can't. Oh man. Oh, it's you right know on the fucking tip of my like, tongue. Like, let's say I committed a crime. I'm waiting till I can legally it's talk a, it's about it. It's something. Loud. Period. It's a whatever. Anyways, can we take a break? I gotta pee. Yeah, yeah. We okay. can take a break. All right. And then we'll find out what that. Cue the elevator music. Bam, 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 bam. Do I keep hitting do, the table do, still? Do, do. You do. But, God, uh, that's you know, okay. That's, you're a fucking you're asshole. An, you're and, animated. And, hey, there's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So, <laughs> last day of college, uh, some good friends of mine, shout out, who were addicted to the drug that's p- plaguing this nation right now. Mm. Like how it got real sincere there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we 
that we they say you drive to Washington, we'll give you a good amount of this drug we like allegedly, <laughs> and <laughs> so we drive all the way to Washington. Now mm. there's a fella in this car with us who I don't think liked me, who for all intents and purposes I'm I know for a fact didn't want me to be a part of the steal. He didn't want me to get any of the tar. So. Mm. I still to this day wonder if he like legitimately wanted to kill me. I don't know if he did. I know they had access to a firearm. I did not have access to that firearm. He did. It was his. And I don't know what he would have done with that. But I lived, obviously. That, you yeah, can that's, tell. That's horrifying, though. Yeah. Like, <sighs> it was scary, dude. I've heard stories about that guy, too, that like stuff he's seen. He's in jail right now, thanks to the FBI. Ooh, Shout out yeah. to the FBI. Thanks to the FBI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, anyways, so we go to Washington, and the whole thing was we were going to meet some cartel member who was going to provide us with this. The dude apparently was kicked out of the cartel. He w- he couldn't give us any of the stuff he was going to give us because he's like addicted to cocaine. <laughs> he's trying to sell you guys what those yes. those giant gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Made with cocaine, yeah. So he he uh, so basically we drove all the way to Washington for nothing. So we're stranded in Washington, no money, nothing to make us feel better. Uh, and we're I was stranded in Washington for like a a good at least a night. I was stranded for a night because we stayed at like a twelve dollar motel. It's pretty terrifying. <laughs> That's such a funny number to twelve dollar hotel. So uh. You know, we're, we stayed in this cockroach-infested motel. And then they knew another guy in California who was connected to all this insanity mm. who was able to send them some money through, like, Western Union or something, which is so funny because now at my work, I send people Western Union money and shit. <laughs> I always wonder, do you need this for the same reason I need this? Do you need help? <laughs> um, so they sent this person I was with money. We were able to pay for gas, get home. But it was all for naught. Nothing happened. We just oh. wasted like three or four days of our lives. Taught me a good lesson. Don't trust people, drug addicts, who promise a lot of drugs. No shit. I actually, that's not the first time I've heard that. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. I've, <laughs> I I have heard that before. People talking about how they're going to make a big score and and then nothing happens afterwards. Yeah. People just get angry. You you get you're you're a stupid naive drug addict too, so you're like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. This is gonna be Scarface. I'm gonna get everything I want, and then you're like, oh no, back to reality. You're a piece of shit addicted to drugs. You get nothing. Now try to survive. What was that car ride home like? Well, dude, honestly, the most terrifying part was the day we were there, like th- like when I was there and I realized what was happening. Like, we're not going to get anything, and we don't know how to get back. That was so terrifying. One of the most terrifying moments of my life. When, like, I'm in Washington. I have no way to get home. I have no money for gas. I have nothing. Oh, like, wow. Like, when the person who was with me told me that we were going to get money to pay for gas, I was like, oh, my God. Thank you. Like, I, it was, like, one of the most relieving moments of my life. Yes. That, that's the story. Man. This was all in like. Well, well, so how how'd you get back then? Oh, the he sent the. Oh, oh with okay. Western I'm Union sorry, money. I fucked yes. up the timelines. Okay. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying now. 
Um, Jesus. Shout out to Western Union. I didn't realize how much I haven't been breathing during this episode because I've just been on the edge of my seat. Oh, okay. Wait. I was going to say, am I breathing a lot? <laughs> no, like, I'm just, that's so fucking intense. Okay, now, at, when you started to realize your addiction and try to, or are we boring you? <laughs> I told you I've been tired all fucking fuck? day. I had. Hey, I get it. I get tired all the time. That's why I drink this. Bang! I freaking shout out to Bang. Bang! We're getting sponsored today okay, by we're Bang. Way too many shout outs to people. You need to pay these people money <laughs> to talk about on your podcast. No shit, fucking freeloaders. Um. <laughs> okay. Let me collect myself. Now, what I what I wanting to figure out is when you were at what point did you s- try to come off of drugs oh well i tried so many times man like i well but what what was the 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 like the battering ram that got you to see a light at the end of the tunnel and and you know that whole like triumph not triumphant but like where you see there's a chance well well, I mean, it's hard to say because I quit a couple times, right? Or I tried to quit a couple times. Yeah. I do a joke on stage about how I successfully quit heroin twice, which I think means the first time wasn't a success. <laughs> so I, I mean, the the lowest point I got to that was like I need to find a way out of this was I was. I was suffering from injections. I was suffering weird problems like abscesses from injections. Mm. And I was having to perform my own surgery to keep from getting like sepsis or something, you know. What's sepsis? Uh, infection in your blood. Yeah, bacteria oh. in the blood. It, it's bad. Lots of people die from it. Yeah, a lot Jesus. of heroin addicts who get abscess die from it. Um, that's why I was asking about the antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was trying to take ginger. Oh, I see. Which is a natural antibiotic, which if you're addicted to heroin, ginger probably won't work. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I was at this point where I was so physically addicted and I felt like my life was just a waste. Where I was like, I'm either going to kill myself, I'm going to die off of this drug, or I'm going to get sober. Mm. And so for several weekends, so I'd be high going to work because that's like what got me through my day. Mm. Like I couldn't perform at work if I was going through withdrawals. So I was getting high every day and every weekend I would try to quit. So I would, I would lay, in, I'd lay in bed the whole weekend just trying to kick it. Like so I would do this over and so over. So you'd go through withdrawals all weekend? Every weekend for a while. Oh no, my so, gosh. So I would, I would relapse though. Oh, so okay. I I try to kick it over the weekend. I'd be like, "Fuck this, this uh, I I don't want to deal with this." So I would keep relapsing. Oh. So I did that for several weekends in a row. We're talking like months and months, and eventually I got a three day weekend. I I said I'm not coming in this day, and the three day weekend took. I was like, "Okay, just push through it. You can quit this," and I eventually did. And I was so grateful to be sober, like to be not physically addicted anymore i was like i'm not fucking doing that again like i'm okay, not gonna go through that again was were, that th- when you quit quit then yes that was when <coughs> I quit, well quit. but okay were you were you supplementing like were you taking anything to deal with withdrawals or were you just cold turkey okay. trying to so there's an amazing plant called kratom i drink it 
a few times a day. It's if anyone who's addicted to opiates out there, kratom could save your fucking life. And so kratom is a natural plant. It's like a genetic cousin of coffee. Okay. So the way I explain it is if you are addicted to cocaine or meth and you quit that drug and instead every day you chose to drink coffee, this is like the opiate equivalent of that. It's just like you make a tea or whatever you want. I just drink it with coconut water. And it gives you like a very mild sensation of like an opiate feeling. But you can't overdose on it. It doesn't get you physically addicted the way pills do and painkillers do. And also, like, if you're taking methadone, fucking get off of that. Like, that is the way the government keeps you or pharmacy com- pharmaceutical companies keep you addicted to the tea. Like, that's the way they keep you. So you'll be on a drug like a painkiller, addicted to their painkiller, and then you get sober and you take methadone or suboxone and you're now you're addicted to that. Like, they keep you addicted. They keep the money out flowing to them. So the only way to really get off of that shit and be a better person is to take Kratom. Because Kratom will actually, like, help with the physical withdrawals. It'll make you feel mentally, like, you, you'll feel like a regular person. Does it know? help you bring that microphone to your fucking face? <laughs> you Damn, piece man. of shit! How close do I gotta get? <clears throat> you gotta keep it pretty close. Okay. And I know that, that's what I'm saying. You can pull it back. Yeah, if, if you're not comfortable, back, yeah, lean back. back dude. Okay. Get in there. So I got to yeah. fucking make out with this thing. Yeah. How does yeah. that sound? Now I can turn it down a little bit. Okay. Go ahead. Say penis. Penis. Perfect. I don't have one of those. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, if you're addicted to opiates, the best way to get off of that is Kratom. Okay. So you, you're, you're, you were taking Kratom to get through the weekend. Well, I was taking Kratom whenever I wasn't on pills or pain or heroin. Like okay. I... Kratom was a way to get me through my day the way some people get through their day with coffee. So whenever I would quit, that's what I would use. And obviously, I must have been still too mentally addicted to painkillers and heroin because I, I eventually went back to them. So, I mean, Kratom is really just a way to save opiate addicts' lives. I, so so it's, it's like a natural stimulant. Yes. Okay. That's a great way to put it. Okay. Yeah, Kim Duke... What was it, Suboxone? Yes, Suboxone. Suboxone and you, don't you see a lot of that? Uh, I used to. I don't see it, but people go to Suboxone, go to providers that can prescribe Suboxone. Yeah. So, I mean, so, okay. so this The is difference between methadone and Suboxone is like Suboxone triggers that part in the brain. Yes, yes. but you can't get as high off of it. Yep, yep. Yeah. But methadone's basically, it's Which is basically like, what's an the opiate. Point? Fucks a box. So now, did you do you feel like you developed any more of a like? I, uh, the only way I can think of is it like a depression uh, burden as uh, a side effect from doing these drugs, and then because the the fall- one of the biggest fallacies of kicking drugs is that you're just a happy person. Once you're off oh, of drugs, yeah, like it, that's gonna somehow solve everything. Yes. The only reason you're depressed is because you're on drugs. When you came off of that, did like did you become hyper aware of any other things that you know were making bringing you down and either making you want to do drugs again or just saying what the what the fuck is wrong with me? What you know? Why can't I just feel better like the people around me? That you well, know, does that I make mean, sense? So, 
this isn't going to work for everyone, but I have found that there's just some things that a person naturally needs. I think exercise is super important. When I have started exercising and it makes me feel like healthier, just it puts me in a better mental place. So that's one thing I think that helps people when they get off a drug. The thing is, when you're addicted to a chemical, your brain is doing a certain amount of flips like so like if you're addicted to cocaine you're getting like a boost of serotonin is that it i don't you're getting a boost of dopamine dopamine Do- yeah. Yeah. Same with heroin, yeah. you're gonna do boost of dopamine mm. and then there's also drugs that like give you serotonin boosts all these things that get boosted in your brain and the the th- reason why people hate coming off of drugs is because you're dropping on those levels dramatically mm. and you basically have to learn to first deal with that drop. You're going to have to deal with that drop for a certain amount of time, depending on the drug. I've heard that meth, that drop can last a year. Like, oh. like it's terrifying, the idea of that. Uh, with opiates, it only lasts as long as you're going through withdrawals, really. It lasts, like, anywhere from, like, three days to, like, two weeks or something, depending on you. I got lucky. I really only experienced withdrawals at my worst for like five days, six days. Like I know people can last like two weeks. You, you Basically what you need to do chemically is find something that can give you that boost without doing drugs. Mm. So like for opiate addicts, I think exercise is really good because you get mm-hmm. a dopamine boost when you exercise and you're not having to inject exercise in your arm. You're not getting abscesses either. <laughs> yes, you don't get any abscesses from running. Wait, what? Abscesses? But you can get bloody nipples if you don't tape them. Ah, in your I've run. gotten those before. God <laughs> damn it. They hurt. No abscess, but definitely a bloody nipple or two. <laughs> hey, a bloody nipple is better than an abscess that you have to cut open. Okay? And now, hopefully you don't get septic. <laughs> I like to think of a British guy who loves to run and he's like, ah, fucking bloody nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's like the runner's high people talk about though like yes. i know when i exercise i feel a thousand yes. times my mental state is a thousand yes. times better i was feeling like feel crummy today yeah and but you make fun of me for working out no i don't make fun of you he I, just you, gets upset with himself yeah because i'm a fat you piece of shit and she <laughs> keeps losing weight and she's like, eh, Come look on, at all dude. this weight that I keep losing. It feels so she's good. She's like, look, I can see my dick again. <laughs> and it's like, I wish I could see my dick again. <laughs> it feels so like. good to feel like you're accomplishing something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I feel like... We well, also, I was going to say Kratom also is a way for people who are addicted to opiates to literally get that dopamine boost, but to not dangerous level. So that's another way, like exercise and kratom. And if you're a psychopath like me, comedy that'll give you a dopamine mm-hmm. boost too. So yeah, that's those are the three things that really got me off. Of but it. not murdering people if you're a true psychopath. <laughs> hey, I bet they get a dopamine. We're boost, all though. unique, right? <laughs> um, I'm Jesus. anti-murdering. I just like anti-fucking. <laughs> sounds like you're anti-choice to me. I mean, <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Um, okay, now, the, now, <laughs> now is the time for our oh, favorite all right. segment. Food time. Uh, I had to go get cereal to hold me over. Three. <laughs> okay, so you got to be quiet for a second. Three, oh, okay. two, one. <laughs> 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 
Okay, that is our sound. Why bite. can't we talk during now, that? Now, James, it's it's hard to explain, but it gives me a little gap, and it's easier to cut shit out. I get it. Gappy. I did editing like the gap class. in my teeth. Um, okay, what what do you see? When is there any English that, words the on that at all? No. Wait. Yes. No. No. No, there's not. I don't know English very well. Yes, there is. There's a website. <laughs> www.ekakinotain.com. <laughs> Go to that website. You can see me there. Ekakinotain. <laughs> um, go ahead, crack that bitch open, um, and 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 like I said, you pour a little. Smell it. Yeah, give it a sniff. Oh, it smells like butts. Peanuts. Okay. Oh. Okay. Now, you don't have a peanut allergy, peanuts. do you? No. Also, honestly, do you have a penis allergy? Bro, I thought. I honestly thought you said penis. I that, that man. That'd be such a good line for a homophobic dude. My butt's allergic to penises. <laughs> I have a penis allergy. Sorry. Smells like peanut butter, actually. Oh. Okay. Pour a little bit of that shit in your hand. Do you have any allergies to anything, by the way? No. <laughs> Just heroin. <laughs> I heard that's a pretty common to be allergic to. <laughs> Get in there, Kim Duke. <laughs> that's what she said. There's peanuts in it. There are peanuts in yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why it smells like peanuts. I feel like we all keep saying penis. And I can't. I you can't got penis it. on your mind, baby. <laughs> all right. Ooh, that does smell heavily of peanuts. Yeah. Should we okay. taste it? Are we eating it? Yeah. Well, that tastes like a peanut. Ooh, I like that. Did you get these the longer pieces? Oh, those are pretty good. Ooh, mm. Ooh that's spicy. Holy there's shit! There's wasabi in that. Uh oh. Surprise! Like surprise! There's wasabi in these. I uh, think I have milk in this bowl. That thing hit me. I feel like at the exact same time it hit you. Wow. I like it. I like spice. Oh, I taste the wasabi now. Okay. That's cool. Keep going, babe. It's not, it's not bad, good. though. I like I've it. I've tasted American versions of that. They are way worse. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's good. I don't mind that at all. It is. It's Whoop, a, that one's a booster. <laughs> Where do you find weird. this stuff? Yeah, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon's amazing. It really is. It's changed the game. Yeah. It's no anything. <coughs> oh god. <coughs> that one went down the wrong pipe. Sorry. Um, I forgive you. Ooh, I like that. You can have more if you want more. Uh, afterward. Uh, yeah, that's right. Oh, cause we're. <coughs> I will eat the rest of that though. I'm claiming it right now. Doing the little chipmunk dance. We had like some weird little chips and cheese things and Missy took those home. She's like, okay, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. take these home with me. <laughs> Kim, I want to know what questions you have for young Bring James Bring them at here. me. I got so much to say. What do you say you do? For a job? I don't know. It's just in life. In I, well, I work at a truck stop. Oh. Which. Don't I'm say where like it is. I'm not proud of it. You know. Yeah, don't say where it is. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fucking fire me right away. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly, I sort of do like that job. Truck drivers are very interesting people, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are terrifying, insane people too. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's such an interesting job. It's actually a lot. I would imagine it's a lot like what it probably is like to deal with like drug addicts, like at an intervention place or whatever. Uh, yeah. Like a rehab. Interesting. Yes. You get a lot of people who like, I mean, this is sort of generalizing, but a lot of truck drivers 
end up doing that because they've made mistakes in life and they can't get a lot of other jobs. Oh, okay. So, hey, a lot of you are awesome. I'm I'm not shitting on you. I love a lot of you. <laughs> but that's just what's up with a lot of these dudes. I do have a, que- a question. So, are you friends with any of your friends that you used to do drugs with? And do yes. they still do drugs? Oh, interesting so, question. That's a good question. One of the people I named is probably obvious who it is. He doesn't. Well, here's the thing. Some of look. Okay, there's one friend who I used to do drug with a lot who I haven't talked to, and I do worry about him. Like I don't know if he's still using or not. I didn't cut him off though. Like mm-hmm. if he ever mm-hmm. wants to talk to me, he can talk to me. Uh, but I don't know what's going on with his life. He might still be using. I would bet, knowing him, he's probably still using. Okay. Like yeah. he would. He'd be the guy I'd turn to when like my dealer was out and I knew he could get something. He was that guy, and. I know that he was, he had like, uh, I don't want to go down this path. He's, yeah, I don't know if he's still using. Um, another, one of my best friends, actually two of my really good friends, I, I use with both of them. One of them is so, sober of the drug we're addicted to. I think he still drinks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, he was never addicted to the same drug as me. He would just do it with me sometimes. Okay. okay. His his problem was another drug. And I think he still does that drug, but it's like a pharmaceutical. So, like, he just, uh, I think, justified it mentally. You know, I they give me it. I can take it every day. I'm not ruining my life. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, a, it's a like a Adderall type of drug. Okay. okay. He just takes that every day. But, I mean, he's not, like, someone who would get me in trouble. You know, like, I yeah. can hang with him and not feel like I need to use. Him. Did you have any scary moments when you were using heroin where, like, like where you I got I close? Yeah. 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 Well, okay, so one time in St. Cloud, I overdosed on tramadol. And, or, I mean, I thought I was overdosing. So, okay, so actually, I should say the first time I ever took tramadol, which for those of you who think tramadol is on an opiate you're fucking fooling yourself because i can tell you that's what they told me and i used it and i was like this feels great so it must somehow be an opiate the, like doctors will tell you ter- tramadol is an opiate they're they're wrong like i can tell you from they, they tell you that it's not an opiate yes you they say it's not an opiate can you, are you maybe familiar it's like with an tramadol? opioid i think it might be that's an opioid and they say it's not an opiate or something it's in some category similar yeah, to it yeah, yeah. so I for the first time I took that drug was the only time I had a seizure. So I took a oh lot of God. it. And I I like I I don't really remember too well what it was like, but I remember feeling like I was going into my head. Like I remember like feeling like I was falling back into my own head. And then like I wake up and my friends like, "Dude, you know, you okay?" And I was fine after that, but I did have some sort of seizure on it. And of course, like an idiot, I did it more than once. <laughs> did you have repeated so, seizures from it then, or no, just the one? I think time? I only got the one. Okay. Of course, maybe I did, and I didn't know it. But so, anyways, I did it again later, and I was like, "I th- oh, tramadol is." I don't know about statute limitation. Tram. This drug is something I allegedly purchased on Silk Road many times. Like that was ah. one of the main drugs I was purchasing on that website. So I. Uh, I went, uh, there was a point where I was like, I think I'm overdosing. I need to go to the hospital. And I don't even know if I was overdosing or if I was just freaking out. Because, oh, another thing about tramadol, 
is it has some sort of SSRI or antidepressant mixed with like an opioid. It's terrifying. So I was going through insane depression after I abused oh, these. Wow. Yeah. So like I, I, I was getting a serotonin boost with this opioid feeling. So then when I would stop doing it, I, and I was in college when I was doing this. So like I didn't want to go to class. I was like, I'm just going to sit and cry in my room. Fuck learning about film studies. And I, you know, you, you, with drugs, you just get over like a couple of days of feeling terrible and then you go back to your life. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's why I, that that was a moment where I was like, I might be dying. OK. I wasn't sure. But uh, I, I've, I've actually there's been friends of mine who when we were using heroin together, like they they were dying or something. I don't know. They were overdosing and I tried to bring him back to life and they it did i don't know if like they would have come back to life naturally if they just stopped breathing like i don't know if i helped their breathing oh I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah yeah like like what do you call it before narcan yeah cpr yeah cpr very <laughs> amateur shitty cpr well did you ever do the the chest rubbing stern rub that's just to wake and no somebody. i just did like a press on their chest compression their get their heart yeah i don't know if it actually worked i know that they came back to life oh my god but so but that never happened. One more, to me. ask him, ask him more questions, Kim Duke. I gotta pee. With comedy, so have you? When you tell these stories on stage, has anyone ever come up to you after your set and say, "Hey"? A few times. Okay. Like, like, say they've been through the similar yeah, thing, yeah. like the jokes. Yes, that has happened a few times. Um, actually, I will be doing a set on the. I think it's September. 20th September 20th I'm gonna be doing a show in Mankato it's like a AA show oh I don't know if it's just for people in AA or if people can actually buy tickets but if you can buy tickets <laughs> I guess Google Mankato AA show I don't even know where it's at but yeah I'm gonna be doing that so I'll be making jokes for fellow people who are in recovery yeah. yeah okay that'll be fun doing yeah. 15 minutes 15 minutes yeah I'm excited about it I you know thanks to Nordic Brewing, I've really discovered that I do have like 15 minutes. That's good. I was gonna ask you, you have yeah. 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I've been writing so many jokes since I started comedy, but I wasn't really keeping track. Every once in a while, I get like a 10 minute gig from Corey or something, and Aaron Isaac's a great guy. Shout out. Uh, so I was every once in a while being like, okay, I think I have 10 minutes. That's good. That's good. That's good. But because of Nordic Brewing, thanks to my buddy Chris Duke, I discovered that I have at least for sure 15 minutes of good material. Well, that's awesome. And so I'm very happy about that. Yeah. I, That'll uh, be exciting. That'll sorry, be nice. I just went pee. Because then it's people that can relate to your stuff, yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that AA people are like the best. Audience best crowd to yes. do stand-up for. Which well, and, uh, I'm excited for. I, I didn't get to talk enough about this, but your cadence when you're on stage, I... I my ears always perk up and like, you know, you're, you know, one of the uh, because I mean, you see me running around like crazy doing yeah. people sets and shit. But like you and a handful of other people, I, I genuinely try to sit down and, and listen to what you have to say, That's because cool, I there's there's comedy that I feel like is important and it's it's something that you sh you should be tuned into. 
And I, I, I don't like to think of myself as important, but thank you. I well, no, I mean, <clears throat> what you may not feel important, but your story, like, I don't know if Ollie thought when he came on this show that talking about anxiety was going to, you know, s- spark conversations and, and kind of begin this thing that we've been watching today, people messaging us and stuff. And I, that's why I wanted to have you on too, is because the shit that you've gone through and the way that you, especially on stage, the way that you describe it, um, it makes it feel like you, you can get over it. Well, you can, I don't know. I don't know that because I don't know that deep addiction. I don't mm-hmm. know what that feels like, but what I do He's know, only addicted to this booty. I, <laughs> I, I'm asthmatic. <laughs> um, but, there are certain storytellers. <laughs> there are certain storytellers that I feel like people need to listen to, and it may not mean you may not be the funniest person on stage, but what I hear you say feels worthwhile. That's what I'm trying to say. I know what it you mean. It feels worth digesting, and and and. A lot of people I, felt that I way. I obviously love it of the, that fucking that. that Don't bit. tell people's bits. No, no, no. It's just the that white line on the on your oh. desk. You know what? I should say that that joke. Even though I make that joke about heroin, the joke is actually more about painkillers. But that was funnier with heroin. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not important, but it's yes, it's 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 a funny joke, and at the same time, there's an underlying people. That's why I say I feel like it's important to listen to because. It's a funny joke, but at the same time, that's a dark place. Yeah, it is and for sure. So you know what's so funny? A comic who I love, I don't know if he wants me to say it, so I'm not gonna say it. But he, t- he like made it. He was it was at his mic, and he was like, "Dude, I've done that before, but with another similar drug." Oh, okay. But it, I, I loved hearing that because I was like, "Dude, you know what I'm talking about? Then you've been there." That was funny. Yeah, and that's it's it's gnarly. And it makes I'm I know I've seen it, so it makes some people uncomfortable, <laughs> but that's I think it's so fucking important because it's not making somebody uncomfortable because it's gross or because it's you know. Although I do think the penis joke might make people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you know what I'm talking I know about? what you're I talking got, about. <laughs> <laughs> but but all in all, I've been trying to find a way to make that funny. You can't say there. penis on this podcast. <laughs> It's cock and cock alone. <laughs> I'm gonna get a penis, a peanut right now. <laughs> but yeah, I just so I just wanted to make sure that you know that's I feel like um, whether wherever comedy takes you or if you turn into a storyteller, um, because there's there's I love storyteller comedians yeah. like who See, do I, it well. Yeah, I feel like I do like storytelling. But one of the main reasons why I do comedy is because I'm addicted to laughs. I love the feeling of a laugh. Mm-hmm. And storytelling, you don't always get as many laughs. No, it takes, right, and it takes right. a little bit to so get like, that laugh, too. Like, for me, I, I've done a storytelling show. It was really cool. Shout out to Chloe Radcliffe for, and Abby for helping me out with that. Uh, it was a fun show to do. But when it comes to, like, what I feel better about myself doing afterwards, it's like, joke, joke, joke. Yeah, yeah. So like I I definitely would do a storytelling show again and I I respect storytelling but when it comes to like the the drug I'm addicted to it's the laugh. So I need to do more 
laughter driven gotcha. stuff. And I, I, yeah, I love it. But I, I try to do both. I try to tell my story and be funny. Yeah, yeah. I think no, you yeah. do right, especially right now. I think you're doing a, a fantastic. What'd you job say? He's killing it. it. I, I think you're fucking killing. Thank it. you, man. I, I, like I said, I, I try to sit down for your. I get set. so in my head. I, I hate myself <laughs> all the time. I. Well, it, I mean, I, it feels good to hear. I this. like your set. You're a piece of shit. But <laughs> <laughs> As a person, you suck, but your set's good. <laughs> your sets are great. I love the way you you punch up those uh, those jokes. No, I I do. I try to sit down for your set every time, and um, I appreciate that. I I appreciate you, and um, yeah, I just you know uh, we're 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 wrapping this up. But um, hey, I love you for having me. Thank hey, you. You're this good is people, awesome. James. You have I a great you. fucking mic, but. In my opinion, probably the third best mic in all of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it sounds like it's a knockdown, but that's actually... Well, I was trying to go for like a... That's a huge a compliment, though. Knockdown that's a thing. huge compliment because when you think well, about dude, the like, mics that are out but there... But really, though, if I'm being serious, the three best mics, in my opinion, are Nordic, Sisyphus, and Acme. That's I was going to say, Acme, to be in that category, yeah. that's a huge compliment. Dude, uh, oh, I, and CCU, Corner Bar, great. Oh, so yeah, four, four greats. Even if we were in the top ten, I'd be psyched. So that's thank you. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, but okay, so the fact so, that you have the crowd you have during the summer, it's amazing. I like, know. The I get summer su- is a hard time to get people out. I get surprised. You get like real crowds during the summer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, social media. Come stuff. to Nordic Brewing. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so shows that you have coming up, social media stuff. Okay. So. Follow me on Instagram at Life is a Prison sixty nine. <laughs> that is also my Twitter name, Life is a Prison sixty nine. Uh, f- friend me on Facebook, James Thompson. I'll friend anyone. I'm a whore. <laughs> uh, so on September twentieth, I'll be at a Mankato AA show. I, f- I hate that I don't actually know the venue, but I, I mean I don't even know if if it's only for like an AA group. I don't know. But if you can't come to the show, it'd be nice. Mankato, AA show, Google that. Maybe you'll find one. What's the show called? I don't know. Maybe we'll take it. Hey, (laughs) message Trevor Lee. He'll know Ah, where it is. So, okay, okay. Let's try that again. Doing a show for Trevor Lee. Trevor Lee in Mankato. An AA AA show. An AA show for Trevor Lee. Did I say triple A show? AAA show. But also sponsored by AAA. (laughs) September 20th. Uh, and then August 29th is my Sisyphus date. Come see that. That's great club. Great Sister show. Fists. Sister Fists. Sister uh, we, Fists. We love Corey Adam. That guy is love fucking Corey. awesome. Love Corey. Great guy. I don't even um, know him. The last thing so that I we do don't on like this him. show, the show is called Duck Duck Great Duke. So it is? We say, uh, so <coughs> our listeners are called ducklings. So I say, <laughs> au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. I'm not even drunk. You're doing fine. It's a stroke. I, au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Nice. Good. That you know good. what I was actually trying to pinpoint? I finally have it figured out. You have like a 1950s <laughs> black noir detective voice. Dude, That's I love that shit. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Love you, James. Love you too. Thank you. <laughs>